0: we are (laughs) back. Good to see everyone. Uh, I think Justin might still be making his rounds for those (laughs) visitors. Um, So (laughs) Justin, if you don't get to this (laughs) in this moment, it's okay. You can play it back. Um, Let's pray. Lord, we we thank you for just another opportunity to not only worship you but to Just speak about your word and to preach your word and to declare your word, Father, because it is only your word that transforms us from the inside out, Lord, that we can be what we are meant to be and that we can be who we've been called to be. Lord. Mm. So Mm. we thank you for this series of revelation. We thank you, Lord, for everyone that is listening. And we pray now, even right now, Holy Spirit, that you will give those who are listening ears to hear what you are saying. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, we are back again for another panel discussion, if you will. Um, I believe this series, this Revelation series has just been enlightening. It has been impactful and it has been um, transformative, really. You know, I think when we read and begin to unpack as we've been doing for what the last 19, 20 parts that we've come up to at this point, we can really see how how this book is such a blessing for us to read it. And it is actually so simple to understand when you allow the Holy Spirit to reveal what he is saying to the churches. Uh, So, you know, just picking up on what, on where we left off last week, with Josh preaching an amazing, impactful, revelatory message. It was incredible to hear some of the things that God was showing him, and for us to really kind of build off of that. Um, so I just want to re- I just want to remind us of really one thing that he said last week, and it was the point that really stuck out, which. Was the lion and the lamb, how that, you know, those um, symbols, if you will, or, or the way that was described in Revelation. The lion and the lamb is not two sides to a coin, but the fact that Jesus is the lion because of what he accomplished as the lamb and how he did that was conquering through humility. It's powerful. I mean, seriously, we could just stay right there and just think about how incredible that is. Uh, But as we go forward, we actually want to really park here and just see what that what that means for us as the church. What is the purpose of the church? Well, when we see how he conquered through humility, let's first as we set this framework up, let's first look at what humility looks like when it comes to Jesus. I think I want to use some scriptures to kind of bring this point out a little bit more because it shows us through the scripture who Christ is and how he came and how we should be. So Isaiah 53, 7, it says, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Think about that. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, he knew where he was going, but he opened not his mouth. It's powerful. That is Isaiah. And that's Isaiah, the prophet prophesying of what is going to happen. And it's interesting when you turn to Acts chapter eight, verse 32, you actually see the eunuch reading this same passage of scripture when Philip comes up to him because he asks Philip, what is? who is this author? Who is he talking about? Is he talking about himself or is he talking about someone else? And it allows Philip to actually begin to preach the gospel. It's pretty incredible that that is the passage and seeing the humility of Christ is what just brings the eunuch to that place and to that point of repentance and of salvation. It's it's, it's incredible to see that. So as we continue, we, we also see it in John chapter 18, verses 36 through 38. And I, w- I want to read this really quickly. It says, Jesus answered, he's speaking to Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. Wow. Wow. Then Pilate said to him, so you are a king. Jesus answered, you say that I am a king for this purpose. I was born Mm -hmm. and for this purpose, I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Wow. Wow think about that his purpose what is his purpose why did he come he came to show us what it looks like to die and he gives his life there's no better way to explain and express the definitive the definition of humility it's powerful so what does that mean for us well in philippians 2 verses five through eight, Paul is imploring us. He's he's actually mandating us. Mm -hmm. He's telling us, this is what it's going to take for you guys to get this. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours. This mind is yours in Christ Jesus. Well, what does that look like? Well, what did Christ do? Who through he was in the form of God did not count himself to be equal with God, but what? He emptied himself. By taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming what? Obedient to death and the worst death of all, the death of the cross. Paul is saying this is the mind we have to have jesus laid it out he gave us the blueprint this is what it looks like so for us even in luke chapter 14 verse 27 jesus says whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple there's only one way to this yeah there's only one way it is actually picking up our cross and denying ourselves so of course, we get as we've been talking Revelation, we get to, you know, chapter 12, verse 11, where it says, And they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. But the next part is what's incredible, because there's a comma there. It says, For they loved not their own lives, even unto death. Mm hmm. So what does that look like for us as the church? Well, it looks like pretty simple death to flesh in every way, not in some ways and some ways we can't, some ways it's okay. No, every single way, death to flesh. Mm. So as we've set that up, I actually want to ask you, Brom, because it has been incredible to really Pull out of what Revelation in the book of the book of Revelation, this series to pull out, not to read into, but to pull out what God is speaking and what he's saying. And you mentioned um, the other day, as far as this principle, what is the principle in Jesus revealing himself consistently to John as John is writing? this book, we, we are seeing Jesus reveal himself to John. What, what is the reason, or what do you think the reason is for that? What is the principle that we can draw from that?
1: I think we, 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 we learned about the pattern in, in, in the book of Revelation. Okay? Like I said, the main thing is the revelation of Jesus and then the, the, the uh, triumph of the church. And uh and in from chapter one, two, three, four of be, before chapter four, 1, that the, the the whole section is about Jesus and the church. Yeah. First Jesus, chapter two, it's all about the church, chapter two and chapter three. So it's almost like such a close relationship of this presentation of Jesus and the church. And uh so I think I think the the, the purpose is of that revelation of understanding of Jesus. Number one, Jesus, obviously in that first few important chapters, is to try to get the church as the representation of who he is. Because when you read the book of Colossians, right? The book of Colossians talk about we as the body of Christ, not so much the description, the metaphor like Paul presents as the, the body functional body mm, you know mm-hmm. members of the body mm-hmm. but the way paul presents in presents this truth in the colossians is like colossians chapter 2 jesus is the fullness of deity dwells bodily so he is the, the embodiment of all that god is
0: mm. yeah
1: okay and then he went further and said we are so just as Jesus is the embodiment of all that God is, or the embodiment of all the deity, we are now the embodiment of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that's why this whole thing, the way I see it is is, is so beautiful, is that, uh, as a matter of fact, as, as you talk about that, this idea of being a witness is very important in John's theology. Yeah. Even in his gospel, like you just read, Yeah, John chapter 18, verse 38. For this purpose, yeah, I came to be a witness, yeah, of the truth. Yeah, that is John's theology. As a matter of fact, if you look at the John's prologue, he talked about this uh, Jesus from the beginning. In the beginning was the, you know, the word, and the world was with God. It's all about Jesus. And then the very next thing he segment he, he talked about about John the Baptist, was a witness. Yeah, he, to testify, you know. Mm-hmm. So. So the way I see the pattern is like this: is God, this is mankind, fallen mankind. Mm-hmm. We are. We will never understand who God is. Yeah. Okay, God in His ju- judgment to men, the per- the reason God judges men is for them to return to to Him, but because men would never understand God, guess what? God needed a witness of the truth. Yeah, that's why yeah. He sent His Son. Mm. You see, so Jesus became. The witness now in John chapter uh, in Revelation chapter 1, verse 5, it says this Jesus is described as the faithful witness, which confirmed what John wrote in the Gospel of John. Wow.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, 18, yeah. verse 38. Yeah, so so the whole yeah. thing is <laughs> now as this testimony when the revelation of Jesus. Before Jesus would go, w- go further, revealing other things, he said, no, nah, let me fix the church first mm. about who I am. Because it is important. That's why we, we pointed out it is not what happened in the world, the chaos that in the world that will be the undoing of the church it's is what's what's what is yeah. tolerated within the church. Yeah. And that, that toleration of what's in the church is actually demeaning the church as the embodiment of Christ. Yeah, yeah. You see? If we are anything less than what Christ is, we will Ooh. not have that victory. Ooh, yeah. That's, that's yeah. why, but yeah, you see, you know, to the church that operate in the false prophet, Jesus revealed himself as the one with the f- eyes with the flame of fire, like the true seer. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what prophet is, true seer. It's like, if you want to be like me, I am the true prophet. Yeah. yeah. And to, to the Smyrna, who are per, uh, experiencing death and persecution, Jesus presented himself as the one who was who, who died and came to life. Yeah. So if you want to be like me, you need to die, because, because if we read at the end, he who conquers unto death, he who faithful unto death, will be will awarded, be awarded. With the crown of life. Yeah. So... It's like this whole thing of who Jesus is mm. needs to be embodied by, by by the church. Yeah. That's why the understanding of who Jesus is really important. And, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. To be the witness. Yeah, to be the witness. Yeah. Because See. as Jesus is the witness of the truth, like John 18 quoted before, yeah. now the church is to be... The witness of the true witness. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. I, have a, I have a question. Yeah. If I might. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Dad, would you say then that it's fair to say, and I'm totally happy to be wrong on this, but if Jesus was God's way of showing us and showing the world, because, <clears throat> you know, like there's there's that idea that exactly what you said, like there's fallen man and there's God who's like yeah. so far above. So Jesus was supposed to be the representation from God to man so that us as humans could just be like oh I actually see yeah. um, now who God is right yeah. That's so we know that would you say then after what you just said that it's fair to say that the church bears the weight of responsibility to continue that um, not continue the plan but to essentially have the same role of to... We we bear the same weight of responsibility to, um, I guess, show God, like the face of God, and to show God's character um, because we're representing who God is on this earth? Or do you think Jesus did that and now we just... Do, do you get what I'm asking? It's yeah,
1: yeah. Well, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. Because, like I said... Just as Jesus is the, like in Colossians, is the embodiment of everything that God is. Now the church is being called to be to embody who Jesus is. Mm. That's that's it. Mm. So we have to be an be like the church needs to be an actual representation of all that Jesus is or all that God is. That's why Paul says we are the ambassador of Christ. Second Corinthians chapter. Uh, yeah. five whatever so it's not it's,
2: it's almost it kind of puts on you not that it's just a, this thing that we try to aim for this thing that we strive for yeah but it's it's actually something that we have the weight of res- like if we want to call ourselves a church we actually have the yeah. weight of responsibility yeah to uphold that um, that example Absolutely. And that's why and that makes sense that's why Jesus takes it so seriously in yeah. in those first seven letters because he's like yeah. you guys are what's you guys are it like this is yeah yeah.
1: so the thing is people say so why you think you're perfect no no we're not perfect Mm -hmm. that's why the scripture that you read before Philippians chapter Mm 2 5 to 8 Paul began by saying have this mind in you as you have in Christ Mm -hmm. and then the whole thing you know who was in the form of God so you know but did not see his equality with God as something to be grasped or in other words I know I'm God, but I don't have to fight for it because I know who I am. Yeah. That's where humility starts, yeah. knowing who you are.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Okay? Yeah. Anything other than that is pride. Mm-hmm. So part of humility is knowing Jesus knew exactly who he, who he is. That's why he didn't have to fight for it. Yeah. So any Christian who fights for who who they are, then you know, like in a, in a, in a natural way, yeah. you don't know who you are in God, yeah. in Christ. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So that's why oh. we're not perfect but it's the humility that, that that makes us becoming like God Like, will gives us that through presentation we yeah. uh, cause us to present Jesus accurately yeah, yeah. Which and of course humility the ex, the uh, manifestation of that is repentance yeah and all those things yeah.
0: yeah like we were like we were talking about in communion um, <laughs> it's It's incredible to see because then it it even takes me back to the part, and you've mentioned this a few times in the past, Rahm, as far as understanding that yes, Jesus could have died as a baby, and his blood would have would have been just as perfect as it was, you know, for redemption and for mankind. But the whole purpose was for him to even get to that point to tell Pilate in front of everyone this yeah. is the purpose yeah. for why I've came mm-hmm. you yeah. know, it is not so much it is not just the act itself about the, the principle of yeah. what we see on the cross but yeah. how he gets there yeah. and how yeah. he conducts himself yeah. and how he behaves in the midst of him knowing I'm the only one that is perfect among everyone That's and what. yet I'm taking the role of human form and I'm actually becoming obedient unto death. Like it gives us no wiggle room, if you will, to be anything other than what we see
1: as Jesus
0: to be that witness. Yeah. Yeah. That that's, that's very confronting. (laughs) It is, but it's, it's, it's also a privilege. Yeah. You know, it's, it's incredible to see what that looks like, and uh, man, I mean, you know, with it feels like for me now. What and Josh, maybe you can share as well. But for me now, I'm seeing what we should be getting out of Revelation mm. is what it means to be a witness. Yeah, and we're yeah. we're seeing that displayed. Through this era, obviously, what's happening there with you know, and you, I know you'll get into it more as we continue with Revelation. But what's taking place with the churches right now, with where they are, and with that era in that timeline, yeah. historically, what's going on there is is quite, you know, in, incredible, mm. if you will. It's yeah. it's pretty traumatic. It's it's terrifying, yeah. and yet they're meant to be their conduct is meant to to say look we're going to come at this with mm. humility we're yeah. not going to fight in our flesh we're not going That's to right. try to prove who we are we're not going to try to you know make this stand of look this i am a christian and you're going to do this and this yeah, yeah, and yes, this for yeah. me no i'm going to lay my life down
1: That's as right. christ did yeah. is it's really interesting because in the pattern in the book of Revelation, right, starts with the statement Jesus as the faithful witness. Yeah. And then John present, presents himself also in the first chapter of Revelation as, you know, I'm suffering because of the witness, yeah. because of the testimony that, that I'm presenting, all right, and because of that, that's why he was qualified to be commissioned by God as Ezekiel was qualified in chapter eleven, at chapter ten and eleven to eat the scroll Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: now so so you can see so jesus the church and in between of that john as the prophet you know so jesus john as the agent of jesus so his faithfulness is proven because you know he was exiled and all that now it was the continually the the empowerment from god towards the church number one through the letters and then number two, mm. through John in the chapter one, in chapter eleven, at mm-hmm. uh, chapter ten and eleven man, he ate the the uh, the, uh, the, the throat, scroll yeah. and then now he had to measure the temple.
0: Yeah.
1: And then the two witnesses which we we uh, talked about it represents the church. Yeah. The two witnesses. And even in that, witnesses with the power and everything, it's all in humility, mm. in the sackcloth and uh, they yeah. so uh, it's like God, Jesus, John, who represents the church, and then John was to broaden the whole thing of being through witness, the church. I mean, that's it.
0: Yeah. But what's powerful is when you see that yeah. and you see them, you see the church being the witness, yeah. being stepped over, being, you know, yeah. just, just ridiculed in, in, every, in every way, killed. Yeah. And then they come back three yeah. days later three and a half days later, you see that the world looking begins to give glory to God.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: That is, so it's actually through, it's it's through the witness of what humility looks like as the church, because that was the same with Christ.
1: Yeah. It's like through us, the spirit of humility is incarnate, you know, like, that's it. Yeah, and I, you know, it's like I uh, I've said it before. You know how John uh, Paul said in First Corinthians chapter chapter one and uh, and two where he said the gospel to, to the Gentiles is is uh, nonsense, mm-hmm. all right, and to the Jews stumbling it's block. stumbling block. Yeah. So at the time of the writing, that is the context of the culture. Yeah. Either Jews or Gentiles, yeah. right? Greek or Jews. Now to the Greek as like it's nonsense. So what, what Paul is saying is the gospel itself in, it, in itself as a message, as a verbal message, makes no sense and it's stumbling block. From both sides of the culture it's it doesn't make sense. Mm. But he said, it. but it's power, okay? Stumbling yeah. block, yeah, nonsense, but it's power to those who are being saved. He didn't yeah. say S- who are saved, who are being saved. He's talking about process of walking it up. Yeah. So what he's saying is, so it's irrelevant to the culture or any culture, really, even now.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah. what is, what is relevant now is when we eat the scroll, when it's, you know, according to revelation, it's sweet in, in, in the mouth, but it's bitter in, in our stomach, when we experience the sweetness and the bitterness of the reality of, of having to submit to the truth. Mm. That's when you and I become the testimony. Yeah. Become the true witness. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now you're getting into the how now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is... Yeah, you know, the, the more I'm reading it, the more I'm realizing, and because it confirms everything that's happening in the Word. Yeah. You know, even when Jesus... You know, walking on the earth in the Gospels, even uh, when you even when you look at through the Old Testament, it's not the judgment of God that brings repentance. That's it. It is the humility that is shown through His people yeah. that yeah. actually brings the glory of God and the repentance, so that people can really truly see yeah. who God is. That's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What you, what what are you thinking Josh?
2: I'm thinking a lot. I actually have so many questions about how much time do we have?
1: Well, <laughs> oh, ask ask ask.
2: Keep going. Keep. Yeah. Well, to be honest, it's a lot of it. It it actually probably is a big discussion and I'm I'm happy that if we want to talk about this another time, but my questions all really revolve around um, what does this humility look like in in the real world, you know? Like when I think about, um, so I'll tell you where I'm kind of coming from and the context I'm thinking of, and then maybe I'll ask a question. But I'm just thinking about all this turmoil that's happening. Uh, I mean, obviously the pandemic is one thing, but the political stuff that's going on mm-hmm. both in the States <clears throat> with, um, a, you know, a series of, of protests and riots across different um, reasons and then even in Melbourne in our own city and looking at the response of the church and looking at the response of Christians and how they view the circumstances like it's, just, it's a lot of questions about what real humility looks like and what standing up for truth looks like and what holding firm um, to truth like they're kind of spicy topics but and I would love us to talk about them but um I just don't know if we have the time to go into it, but I guess probably the main question right now that I have is um like for example, you know we know that we that Jesus calls us to um, to follow the law and to to follow the authority that we're placed under yeah, yeah. Um, including tax including you know even the yeah. little things yeah um, and we're not to as long as it doesn't go against God's law and morals, you know, yeah. we we obviously, we follow that but when it comes to something like preaching the word um, being stopped, like not being allowed to preach it in one sense I know that that is like the greatest command that we have mm-hmm. but my question is, is that is that a moral ethic or is there something that sets that aside as a particular command that means that because like when, when they were doing it in, in acts and, and stuff, yeah it was illegal. So they were specifically breaking the law by doing it. And when, when you think of like the church in China right now, or I don't know, just these other things where there's people are meeting illegally, um, and I'm not talking about in the context of a pandemic, I'm, I'm talking about in the context of specifically mm. you're not allowed to meet for Christian religious services yeah. to talk about the word. When that when that is specifically outlawed and then we celebrate that because they're still preaching the word. Yeah. Um I don't know, there's a there's a it's it it's probably a loaded question, not from my end, just based on context, but
1: yeah.
2: um yeah, there's just I I just think humility is such a is a really important thing that we need to get right as a church and, yeah. and I, I yeah, I just would love your input on or your thoughts on specific, yeah, areas? that's
1: that's a that's a that's a good question because I remember you know early on, this is last year when they stopped, you know, the church can't meet and all those things. And then now, in the uh, in the pastoral WhatsApp, you know, within different pastors, somebody put up uh, a, made a statement the Bible is very clear that we are to obey God and not men, and we are now being. being being stopped not to obey God, blah, 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 blah. So so I said to, 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 uh, uh, so I wrote, I don't normally write, but I felt, you know, this is important. So I wrote, I said, listen, this is very important. That statement was made by Peter because he was forbidden by the religious leaders, not the governmental leaders, the religious leaders not to speak in the name of Jesus. Mm. All right? So in that context that he made that statement, we are to obey God. Now, I said, in our context at the moment, it's COVID-19, whatever the government is doing. No one at any level, whether it's state or commonwealth Commonwealth level or federal level, is stopping us Mm. from speaking about Jesus. So we're not breaking the law. Okay. Now, uh... So when it comes to, uh, to like you, know, like you said, the country, China and all those things, because in speaking about Jesus and, and our devotion to Jesus, that's what people try to stop us, you know, the kingdom of whatever. Satan tried to stop us from worshiping Jesus. Now, that is, that is when we, we cross the lines like, no, mm. you cannot stop me from worshiping God. Yeah. You cannot stop me from speaking about Jesus and speaking in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Now, that being said, we can do it in jail. Yeah. We can do it, you know, in, a, in a room. We're not breaking any other law. You know, it's like even with this restriction. That's why I don't make an issue. like you know, we can't even meet in, in a building. Well, that's what we're doing now. Yeah. It's like hmm. yeah, we follow the government, but we will not. No one can stop us from mm. worshipping Jesus, yeah. whether in prison or whether in the jungle, whether anywhere.
2: Yeah.
1: Like to me, that's it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you notice that in the example of the book of Acts, um, when they, and I kind of mentioned this last, last week, but when they, talking about humility, when they were scattered because of persecution, yeah. they still did it, in humility, like they didn't fight yeah. about it, they didn't. That's right, exactly. When, when they were persecuted, they didn't put an army together. Yeah, they just they scattered. But it's, what's interesting is that that was exactly what caused the church to grow, right? Yeah, they left the city, and right, and the word prevailed because mm, they were preaching it, yeah. wherever they went. So they 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 were humble, and they yeah. were like, "All right, well, let's just leave this city. We're not going to fight for our rights. We're going to actually just leave." Um, but they kept the scroll in their mouth, right? Yeah. And they they worked it through, and then that and it actually says that is what led the church to grow.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. So it, it, it's kind of a confirmation of that idea that um, you know, as, it, like holding God's law is holding, yeah. like not like refusing to be silenced when it comes to speaking His word and speaking truth. Yeah. But still doing that in all humility. Yeah. Is the it has to yeah Um, because I like that because it's humility is dying to yourself and being like you know what I'm going to keep preaching the word even though it means that I could die but humility also then extends into well I'm not going to fight for it I'm not going to try and put an army together to wrestle our way out of this I'm just going to you know it's I feel like it's so complex and there's so many layers but and I'm still kind of wrestling with yeah where that sort of stuff where humility lies and all that stuff but um, yeah, I just think it's a really important discussion.
1: Again, let me say this, a great picture of Christian in conflicts with the, with the governmental authority, all right? Uh, one of very good, good, uh, good uh, picture is Sadrach, uh, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm-hmm. All right? they, they were forced to, to worship this idol, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right? But they refused. So when, when they were confronted by King Nebuchadnezzar, or Nezah, or I don't know how you pronounce that. And you you read uh, in, in Daniels, you read the response, he said, "O king, they still respect the, the authority mm. of the king. Mm. Can you see the spirit? "O king, we will not worship you, we will mm. worship God. We only worship God. But the gesture yes. that they presented was still a humility, still yes. respecting the office of the king, Nebuchadnezzar. Wow. Like, mm. you know, they they, they, didn't, throw, they didn't they didn't didn't uh, throw throw bottles at the king or yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah yeah or you know like I want freedom I want no yeah. no just because the issue is about worship yeah but we will still respect your authority so the the way they address Nebuchadnezzar is like yeah whereas here democratic country or whatever you know like Ooh, you know they they scream at the authority. But even then, in humility, oh king, we will not. That's
2: Mm, awesome. mm.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. You know, it's interesting, Brown, because even on our YouTube channel, some questions have come up and a statement actually was made and I think it's important that we kind of, you know, speak to this. Um, But it was said, um, whoever this person was said, Jesus has said the main reason he came to this earth in, is in the verse uh, Matthew chapter 10 verse 34 yeah. where it says think not that I am come to send peace on earth I came not to send peace but yeah. a sword so in thinking about that and in, in especially with what we're talking about when it comes to humility what is the response
1: yeah you, you gotta you gotta okay Matthew see because you gotta understand especially in Matthew. Jesus came and he reinterpreted what the scripture is, mm-hmm. especially in in, uh, in uh, Matthew chapter five, all the way to Matthew chapter seven, all right? And he, before he started, first he talked about the Beatitudes, mm-hmm. okay? Which is talk about the, the essence of what disciples are supposed to be, you know, Paul in spirit yeah. and all those things. Yeah, yeah. And then he said, you need to be the salt of the earth. Salt is like a flavor. you mm-hmm. know. That. What kind of flavor? Pour in spirit, you know, all those things, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Beatitudes is pretty much the flavor of the Christians. Mm-hmm. And then after that, guess what he did? He started to reinterpret the scripture, the law. And he began by Matthew chapter th- uh, 5, I think, verse 13 or 14, where he said, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees, you will not see the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yeah. And then he started to, to, to un, 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 unfold the whole meaning of it. One of the examples, you, you say it is written, you know, if you commit adultery with a woman, blah, blah, blah. But I say, so he, he reinterpreted, mm-hmm. if you only think in your, in your head or in your heart about adultery, you already committed adultery. Yeah. You think, it says, you, you shall not murder. If you're even angry. So he did all these things. Mm -hmm. Now that caused a lot of division in people. Because Jesus came to bring the truth. And the truth that actually separates people. So he Mm -hmm. he wasn't talking about conflict, just rebellion and all. No, 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 no. The truth. Remember Hebrews says, the the book of Hebrews, the the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It will divide the soul and the and, and, and spirit. In other words, it's the sword that will divide mm, It's the word. Yeah, yeah, the word. It's the truth. Yeah, because that's what it is. And and he said, you will be, he said, for my sake, you will be taken to court. Even your sons will deliver you to, to the authority yeah. or your father will deliver you. So that kind of division. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the truth. Yeah. Yeah. But it has nothing to do that in that our conduct should show humility. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Because the
0: word is what brings the, the, the division. Yeah. See, it just makes me think even more going back to John, chapter 18, verse 38, how Jesus says you will, you know, when he's when he's talking about the truth. He says to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who hears or everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice.
1: That's that's And it it. makes
0: me think when John was when Jesus was speaking to his father in John chapter 17. Yeah. Because he already told, you know, he already said the world will hate you. Yeah. But that's 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 no surprise because they hated me. Yeah. But when he goes into asking or telling his father do not take them out of the world yeah do not remove them from the world yeah but sanctify them yeah because your truth yeah. sanctify them through your word because your word is truth yeah. so it kind of it, it it you know it reinforces the picture of what we're seeing in revelation mm. which is this is how we handle yeah. any era that we're in. Yeah. No matter how dire it is, no matter how great it is, yeah. no matter what situation we find ourselves in as the church, the way we handle it is through the behavior of displaying and showing That's right. humility.
1: Humility. That's right. I
0: because think... we're we're witnesses not of ourselves but of yeah. Christ.
2: That's right. Yeah. Like as you were speaking before, Dad, I was thinking of the example of um Stephen and you're right as well, Carvin. It's the example of he was he was put before these rulers and leaders and he mm. speaks like directly to them and is like the word of God is da 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 and it was like a sword, it was cutting, it was it hurt them, it it wasn't it wasn't a nice, peaceful thing to get him out of the yeah. situation. He was like, Nope, you guys need to hear this. Yeah. yeah and they stoned him and in humility he still got down on his knees and was like lord do not hold this against them oh, that's it like what an incredible example of the yeah. partnering of yeah. holding true to the word and and loving yourself even um loving not your life even unto death yeah um and being completely humble yeah um, but like it's it's the joint thing of like I'm gonna I'm it, that's the sword you know like that's that's the representation yeah. Yeah. of 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 the sword but because the sword you're the seeing word, the division right? yeah. yeah
0: he's preaching the word and you're seeing them be divided
2: exactly yeah. exactly and they don't like it they don't want to be divided so they they're holding on to whatever it is that they're holding on to so they they decide to cast him out instead but he doesn't physically fight he's just like Lord that's take it. me Whew. oh yeah. man.
1: See, people have asked me actually in in uh, social media, it's like Jesus. Jesus, no, Jesus rebelled again against the religious leaders, and my 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 point is, no, it wasn't about rebellion. It was him reinterpreting what the truth is. He presented what the truth is. You said this, but this is what the truth is, mm. and he was fighting mm. against the because why is it important for jesus jesus to do that remember he came as a witness to yeah, the father yeah and there were wrong witnesses they were misrepresenting god so jesus had to correct that yeah so it's a different story and yet to the government because somebody put this this thing to me well like, the roman was so cruel blah 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 and and then the jews also tried to to uh, to protect jesus and uh, and because the romans were you know they just tried to be politically correct And I said, but Jesus was not against the Roman uh, government. Mm. If anything, when a Roman soldier asked Jesus to heal his son or his servant's son, and then after the conversation, the son got healed, and from what came out of the Roman centurion's mouth, Jesus said, I've never seen such faith, not even in Israel. Mm. Now, that's not against Romans, that's against the Jews. Mm. (laughs) Mm. Never have I seen such faith not okay. even in israel and guess what in one of, one of his his uh, even in, in that in that instance Jesus continued and he said there's going to be a time the time will come in talking about the end time where people coming from the east and the, and and the west and the south sit at the, at abraham's table, table but the sons of the kingdom will miss out but <laughs> Why? Because they misrepresent the truth.
0: Oh, wow. You see? Wow. so
1: See, this is why Jesus is not nationalistic. Not, He's far from that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And when the Jews didn't believe him, he said, listen, he took back to the Old Testament. There were many lepers in Judea. But guess what? It wasn't the Jews that was healed. It was a Gentile because he believed in God. Yeah. You know? And uh, because he in Naaman, you know, yeah. so speaking of yeah, yeah. There were there were famine in, in the whole land of, of Israel. But it was Gentile women who was fed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Jesus just showed the universal universality of God's love and God's truth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: people didn't like it. Yeah. The religious people didn't like it.
0: Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, you know, I, I I think what we can pull from this, even just discussing. Sorry,
1: sorry, sorry, sorry. So 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 to the point that before the cross, it was the Jews that were not to kill, kill Jesus, not the Romans, because P- Pilate said, "I find nothing in him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I have no ground to charge him." You see. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. As a matter of fact, they were so so adamant that they said, if you don't punish him, you're an enemy to Caesar. Now they start to acknowledge Caesar, who they hated, yeah, hmm. yeah, as the king, just for the sake of crucifying Jesus. So, yeah, yeah you, when you read the Bible, you see, you know, they're not about the truth; they're about their own agenda. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Anyway, I'm but going slowly. Like. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is so good.
0: <laughs> this is so good. And and I think this is so important for all of us to understand, especially in the day we're living in. Like yeah. we have to get back to the truth. Yeah. And get away from everything that we see mm-hmm. on social media and all of these things happening in different churches and you know, that is not actually accurately speaking the truth. We have yeah. to get out of what influences our flesh That's right. and get back to what the simplicity of the truth is actually saying, which is, Hey, you got to die. Yep. You, you got to die to your flesh. You got to die to what you think and allow the spirit to speak. Yeah. And we have to learn what it means to humble ourselves, don't open our mouths,
1: you That's know? Right. Yeah.
0: display strength yeah. by letting God be who he is through us. And that, yeah. that takes that really takes humility. Mm. Um. Yeah, this is this. This is great, Brahm. I think. And this is what I wanted to say. If if you're watching this, I think we need to ask ourselves and even challenge ourselves. Are we being that witness? When it comes to what revelation is showing us, are we are we carrying that out in our lives on a day to day basis? Are we busying ourselves with what it means to be a witness, be an ambassador, be the church? Or are we too busy trying to you know, put up these rights and, you know, these liberties that we have from the That's outside it. looking in to the sure right. the God, <laughs> yeah, the, the right that, you know, as, <laughs> and, and I, I, I get it to the extent of, yeah, we're all human beings. We understand that, that. No one is, you know, disagreeing with that. But when we so put so much of our time and our focus into getting people to see us, what we look like in the flesh. Yeah and not actually displaying who Christ is in the spirit which is only through humil- humility yeah. then we we actually lose our voice as the church That's at it. least what it what it shows us yeah. in in revelation and even in John chapter 17 when Jesus is saying no they when the world when they come together as one and display what I'm displaying Mm. through humility they will know that i've been that's it the, the world that's will it. recognize that i've been sent that's it so are we being those witnesses mm. i think as we think about that we we want to wrap this up because again this is not finished i, I think there's yeah. so <laughs> much more to really go into but even next week it you know let's start thinking about and talk about how we, we've you know we've kind of You know, set up the the framework, if you will, of what the purpose of the church is. Mm -hmm. We're we're to be witnesses, but and and I think maybe we touched on it a little bit, but maybe next week we can go into how that looks. Yeah. As individuals, as a body, as that's good. A a church, you know, as the church, how does that look when it comes to being that witness? And I think there's a few things we can we can talk about. So, you know, if we can get the worship team, you know, and Charlene begin to play and yeah, this is, you know, we need, we need the Holy Spirit. And, and because this lockdown, of course, none of us have ever wanted and and if you would have asked us before it happened do you guys want this every every one of us would have said no but now that we're in it at least i can see the opportunity and the privilege of allowing the holy spirit to say okay let me strip everything back of what you have experienced to be church and let me really show you what the witness or the witnesses that you should be let me show you what that looks like Mm -hmm. let me show you what it means to worship in purity and in sincerity let me show you that all of the restrictions that are on you right now physically let me show you how much liberty you can experience that's right when you're worshiping me in the in in the midst of everything you're dealing with right now let me show you who I really am good Calvin that's good let me let me give you this interlude and show you who i really am and i think we're getting that i think we're starting to get that in and i speak for myself but i think i speak for for quite a few people that this is what we really want the simplicity of the body the simplicity of church so as we sing this song let's be sincere let's let's, let's strip every. Let, let's allow god to strip everything for my mind's even in this moment and let's just worship him
1: yes jesus
0: in spirit